And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM Radio. It's never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, and you can call me Giggs. And with me in studio, we have... Gavin Ensign. Also, Gavin Ensign and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. And yes, we are here to serve you hot politics, even on Christmas week end. Yes, Christmas weekend, because Christmas is on Sunday. Super, super excited for Christmas. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Well, there's so many favorite times of the year, but Christmas is one of them. I'm super excited. What are you guys planning to do for Christmas? Church. Yes, yes, and it's on a Sunday this year. Yes, I'll be yeah. in church. Yeah, you okay. And after that? Eat. I mean, that's the South African tradition to eat, <laughs> to eat on Christmas Day. Black Knight, are you as excited for Christmas I as we I'll are? I'll be eating supper. Hey? I don't think I'll be eating supper. Oh. I won't be able to. Why? Oh, okay. Because yeah, no. I'll eat too much. <laughs> no, we just eat throughout the day. You know, we start off and then. Yeah, but I mean, by the time you, the meat is finished being fried, space. by the time the meat is finished being fried, it's evening, and yeah, it's just super excited for for that. Uh, Black Knight, are you as excited for Christmas as we are excited? I'm excited. It's Christmas because you know, it's what Christmas is about. It's about excitement. It's about family time, but and church and church. In fact, that's where the it's family. About Jesus, put. That's where the family. You saying everything about Jesus and Christmas is about Jesus. And so nothing <laughs> else, dude. We eat to celebrate Jesus. We go to church to celebrate <laughs> Jesus. It's about family. I, it's about excitement. It's about church. <laughs> no, no, it's about Jesus. With the thought of the fact. I'm concerned now in terms of our topic today. You know, one of those people that ends up on one of those lists that we're about to talk about today. I'm concerned with Black Knight's theology uh, that he might end up one of the people persecuting those people on this list that we're talking about. One of the perpetrators. So, yeah, I, I am excited for Christmas. Yeah, I'm excited for church. <laughs> this yep. is the black knight talking on a black friday before christmas because we're talking about christmas without jesus it's a dark friday yeah i was actually gonna go in so today's topic is quite quite interesting deep hectic well that's quite sad it's yeah it's sad actually it's actually sad it's it's a very sad and if you've been part of our listenership since 2019 i think the first show we did about this was in 2019 Every Christmas we focus on, or the Christmas week, the show that comes out that week, we focus on the persecuted church and we go through the world watch list. Meaning that these are countries, the top 50 countries in the world, where it is extremely illegal to be a Christian. So, <laughs> meaning that mm, these people... It's, an extremely, it's extremely legal to be a Christian. Yes, yes. It's not just illegal. No, no, no. It's, it's extremely, extremely illegal. illegal. Meaning that while we are celebrating Christmas on Sunday, these people are going to be celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior in private. So the kind of narrative that you hear in these nations 
is that these Christians are extremists. Yeah. Because it's extremely illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't catch that. Uh -huh. Excuse uh -huh. the pun. But um, yeah, so do you want to elaborate more on today's topic? Yes, obviously this has been so throughout the 20th century, going into the 21st century, where you're not free to be a Christian in every nation. So yeah. they called it the 1040 window before. But the 1040 window is expanding now to areas outside of those nations that do not allow you to believe in Jesus. Yeah. And so these are areas whereby Christians get persecuted. But we're living in a day and an age where that persecution is really, you know, gathering steam. Mm -hmm. And obviously, from a Christian perspective, there was a huge amount of disappointment in terms of what happened with regards to the midterm elections in the United States. Yeah. So as a result of these and other things that have been transpiring, you know, across much of the Western world, the area where Christians are being persecuted is expanding rapidly. Mm. Yeah. And believe it or not, <laughs> and I mean, he's nowhere close to being a pro-Christian president. But the president, in terms of his speeches and things like that, in the world, that is the least antagonistic towards Christians, is Vladimir Putin. Mm. Now, please understand, this is the same Vladimir Putin that caused Sunday Adelaide to have to flee Ukraine when the Russians were invading Ukraine mm. in the month in which we predicted it, which would be about February 2021. Mm. And unfortunately, we were spot on. Yeah. So, Sunday Adelaide, you know, originally from Nigeria, built up a huge church of over 30,000 people in Kiev, in Ukraine, and around the Ukraine. He had to flee. And he was even warned by the State Department of the United States and things like that, that he was on Vladimir Putin's hit list. Now, that is the guy, that same guy, Putin, is the same guy that is the least antagonistic towards the church in terms of his speeches and speaks up most for persecuted Christians out of any world leader that I know. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be speaking about. It's going to be quite a deep show, um, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel in terms of these countries and stuff like that. So keep listening. It's going to be amazing. Ho, ho, ho. Christmas. At the FM, radio has never, ever been better. So we are speaking about the World Watch List 2022. Our show going to be shorter <laughs> because I've got to go and buy a Christmas present, which Giggs is unhappy about. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> and I also got to go eat some turkey. <laughs> to practice for Christmas Day. <laughs> it's deep. So um, you don't even eat turkey. You know? <laughs> Pre lunch. No. Turkey is actually a Thanksgiving tradition. Yes. <laughs> no, because yeah, true. we might not eat beef. And might not, we and might not be eating beef, so we might just might as well eat it now. Hectic. <laughs> <laughs> so what the World Watch List basically is an organization called. Open Doors. It's a Christian organization that goes across the world helping the persecuted church and stuff. Can I just mention something about this? Yeah. Because obviously it was founded by Brother Andrew. Yeah. And unfortunately in 2022, after long innings and a long life, and I believe a blessed life, he's heard those words, well done, good and faithful servant, because he passed away this year. Mm. So sure. at this Christmas time, we think of Brother Andrew. Mm. Awesome guy, um, really an inspiration. And he's the guy that he had a van full of Bibles going into the old Soviet Union or one of the old Eastern Bloc countries. Mm -hmm. 
behind what they used to call the Iron Curtain. And the guards came and they were searching the vehicle. And the back of the vehicle was, it was a panel van. It was full of Bibles. And he said, Lord, in the Bible, you made blind eyes see. And I'm asking you to make seeing eyes blind. And they looked at the Bibles and they saw an empty van. They mm. didn't see anything. They closed it. They let him through. Sure. So uh, that was Brother Andrew. And his open door started because of him. And, you know, he went on to be with the Lord this year. Sure. Yeah. So Open Doors is basically like Pastor Gavin said, the organization that was started through Brother Andrews. And they literally go around the world to these persecuted countries. So they are dedicated to their work and stuff to get the gospel out there and stuff and to help the people in the persecuted countries. But what they've put together is the worst. I can't say the top 50 because it's not top. It's the worst 50 countries in the world to be a Christian and how they basically get this list is they give points according to how free you are to speak the word, how free you are to be a Christian, how much persecution. So if you're not free to be a Christian, what is the type of persecution that you get and stuff? And then they give you points. And then if you are between the points of 62 and 80, there is very high persecution. So meaning, so the countries from 50 up until 80, there's very high persecution. But the countries from 81 until 100, if the points are between 81 and 100, it means that there is extreme persecution. And when we look at extreme persecution, it is death. They will literally kill you because you are a Christian. Because it's extremely illegal to be a Christian. Yes, that is it. Um, So we're going to be looking. I'm just going to mention the... It was a joke. I know. It was a joke. I'm going to mention the 50 countries. Up until number 11, and then we're going to go into, well, I mentioned all 50, uh, starting from number 50 up until number one, and then we're going to focus on the worst three countries, the countries that have been ranked the worst three countries in the world to be Christian. So at number 50, we've got Malaysia that is on the world watch list, and they under very high persecution. So there isn't extreme persecution that happens. Then at number 49 is Kuwait, and then there's Nepal, then there's Kazakhstan. Then there's Bruni. I don't know what Brunei. country. Brunei. I don't know where that is. I've never heard of that country before. Wait, do you guys know where it is? Yeah, it's in the Middle East somewhere. Okay. Then there is Cameroon, Mexico, Turkey. Mozambique has come onto the world watch list. Yeah, it wasn't on the world watch list last year. You've had Al Shabaab there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what was last year because Mozambique made the news in 2020. Yeah. In the northern provinces, Capo Delgado and those sorts of places. Yeah. Where these Islamic insurgents came from neighboring countries, you know, like Kenya mm. and Tanzania and others like that, mm. and started wiping out Christian villages and all of that sort of stuff. But it got in the news then, but it was actually happening even before that. Yeah. It's probably that the persecution wasn't as high. Maybe it was maybe at no, like it was 49, high. No, 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 49, 51, 52, somewhere there. Yeah. Look, I'm surprised that I only got on the list now. Mm. It was actually high. There's a, a lady named Heidi Baker. Yeah. You've seen people race from the dead and all sorts of stuff sure. in, that, in the ministry of herself and her husband. Yeah. And they had to flee villages long before the 2020 lockdowns and mm. all of those sorts of stuff. Obviously, things have gotten worse. Because since 2020, Mozambique has not been in the news. Mm. But obviously, the persecution has gotten a lot worse even since then. And it was bad then. Yeah. At number 40, we've got the Democratic Republic of Congo. 
Which is my hometown, <laughs> home country, not home. So you get persecuted for being a believer in DRC. I did not know that until we looked at wow. the world watch list. Um, as far as I knew, I mean, I know there's a lot of problems there, and I didn't know it's for for Christians. Yeah, I know that the president is Christian, so the fact that uh, yeah is very shocking. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Jordan. Then we've got Ethiopia. Are you sure Ethiopia. the president's Christian? Yes, yes. He says he is. There are pictures <laughs> of him in church. <laughs> well, maybe it's just pictures of Biden and Clinton in church. <laughs> That's true, isn't yeah. it? Uh, then there's Cuba at number thirty-seven. There's Oman. There's Tunisia. There's Bhutan. There's Niger. There's Burkina Faso. The Central African Republic. Now these are all African countries. Mm. Yes. Niger, Central <coughs> African Republic. There's Colombia. There's Bangladesh. There's Indonesia. Uh, Morocco. Okay, that's Colombia. Yeah, at number thirty. Yeah. There's Laos. There's Turkmenistan. That's in Europe. Then there's well, Mali. Europe, Asia. That's yeah. Uh, near Turkey. Yeah. Then there's Mali. Then there's Mauritius. Then there's Mauritius, eh? Yes. There's Algeria, there's Uzbekistan, there's Egypt, there's Viet Vietnam. I know Vietnam because my dad has spoken about the fact that he couldn't find a church there when he went and stuff. There's Qatar, China, Maldives, Syria, Iraq, Sudan, and I don't know how to pronounce this country. Myanmar. 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 All right. Burma. So all these countries from number 12 up to number 50, they just have very high persecution. Just. Well, yes, <laughs> compared to the... Maldives is very bad for a Christian, eh? Yeah. They officially say that 99% of the population is Muslim. Sure. So every time you go on holiday to Maldives, please know you're funding that. Sure, that's deep. So they have very high persecution. And now the next countries that I'm going to mention have extremely high, mm. like the, the so persecution... from number 12? From number 11. Sure. There's extreme persecution happening you in these countries. You still have two or three or four on that list. Yes. Now it's like 12. Yeah, I think that it used to always be the top three or top five that yeah. were extreme persecution, but now it's 11. At number 11, so we you have see Saudi. It spreading. Yeah. It's like uh, poison. It's gradually spreading through the world. That's true. We have Saudi Arabia at number 11. Now, when I was growing up, Saudi Arabia was always number one. Mm. And it's not like it's gotten better there. No. It hasn't. It's just countries just that so many, with. So, so they're number 11. Yeah. I think that's the first time they're outside the top 10. Yeah, that's I mean, true, actually. Okay, so listen Last to how bad year, this is. they were is. at like number five or something. Yeah. Listen to how bad this is. So Saudi Arabia has a police force called the Mutawa. Mm -hmm. Their job is to go and find Christians who've converted from Islam. They've got a police force to go search these guys out. And the penalty is death. The mm -hmm. penalty for being a missionary or proselytizing, as they call it, death. And only number 11. Mm -hmm. At number 10, we've got India. India used to be at a very lower number than that. It's actually risen So up. they're now higher than Saudi Arabia. Yes. So there's, there's places in India where it's very bad. Yeah. I know there's some states where it's relatively safe. It depends where you are in India. Mm. But there's some places now, we've heard from some pastors in India. It's, it's very, very bad. That Pastor Victor, the one that we speak yeah. of. Yeah. Then there's at number 9, Iran. And then at number eight, Pakistan. Number seven, Nigeria. Number six, okay, Eritrea. Okay, well, Nigeria's number seven. Uh, yeah. Hey? Yes. That, they've actually gone up the, what's this? No, no, they have. And yeah. they, I mean, the Muslims are doing the most horrendous things there. Mm. And uh, yeah, they really are attacking the churches. Yeah. Especially in the north and the, and the central parts. 
Yeah. At number six, we've got Eritrea. Uh, at number five, we've got Yemen. Number four, yeah, Libya. Yemen's the Middle East. Eritrea is also in Africa. Yeah. There's a lot of African nations here. Yeah, there are. Number four, Libya. Number three, Somalia. That's African. African. Somalia has been a failed <coughs> state with mm. uh, Islamic warlords running them. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, if you're a foreign Christian, you can't go visit Christians in Somalia, Somalia mm. because when you leave, they kill them. Sure. There was a guy that, um, he wrote a book, I've spoken about it on the show before, The Insanity of God, mm. Nick Ripken. Okay, it was, a, it was a, not, not his real name. But um, he spoke about the one time he went to Somalia and they went and visited some Christians there. They even visited government people and everything was fine. But then what happened was when they left, the government, uh, all those people that he'd met with, because they'd been following him and they were watching him, they wiped them out. Sure. They all got killed. They literally murdered. They were taken out, all those Christians. Sure, yeah. Now the next two, the worst two countries. At number two, we have North Korea, which was at number one for a very long time. Yeah. They originally took number one from Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. And they have been number one for the longest time. And f the fact that they're number two means that um, and, and the that country the, at number they one... They haven't yeah. gotten better. No, they haven't. It's horrendous for a Christian. Yeah. You can't be a Christian -y. I can't come to Black Knight and say, praise Jesus. Well, we'll get, we'll, you know, Black Knight might be a spa, but someone sees us, we'll mm. get wiped out. Mm. Mm. So if North Korea is at number two, at number one, we've got Afghanistan. Now, uh, we know what, Joe Biden. Yes, I was saying, we know what happened in Afghanistan mm. this year. And we actually watched uh, the Islamic nation take over um, Afghanistan and um, how bad things became in the first week and a half mm. uh, and stuff. So now we're sitting at the end of the year and Afghanistan is at number one. So they're wiping out Christians left, right and center. Exactly, yeah. And it's not even in the news. You, you, know, you, you see how fake your news is? I mean, you know, all these poor guys. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm a transgender. I, I feel hurt because you didn't call me a woman. You know, all of that twack. But these people are being wiped out. They're being systematically wiped out. Yeah. And it's not even on the news. Yeah. And then you're telling me these poor little gay LGBT people that they're in a worse situation. No, it's the news is totally fake. Eh? Yeah. So now I'm, quick, I'm quickly going to go through the worst three countries and then we're just going to uh, voice our opinions on Jeremy those. wants to be called Jessica and he, his <laughs> feelings are hurt that you're saying he's a he. <laughs> so at number one, we say that Afghanistan is at number one. But Abdul kills Shahid, who's become a Christian. <laughs> and wipes out his whole village. And that's not even on the news. No, it's not. So Afghanistan is currently ranked at number one. Last year, they were ranked at number two. And the region is in Asia. The population there is 38,914,000. And of that population, Open Doors estimates thousands. So they can't even give an accurate estimation of, they just know that it's in the thousands. And then the main religion is Islam. And they basically said it's impossible to live openly as a Christian in Afghanistan. Leaving Islam is considered shameful and Christian converts uh, face dire consequences in their new faith. If their new faith is discovered, either they have to flee the country or they'll be killed. Uh, this was true before the Taliban took over. The situation has become even more dangerous for believers this year. And then they speak about what has changed this year. The situation in Afghanistan 
made headlines around the world last year as the Taliban advanced across the country and captured the capital. It was last year. Kabal and on 15 August 2021, the risk of discovery has increased since the Taliban controls every aspect of the government. What are your thoughts on that, Pastor Gavin and Black Knight? Well, I mean, obviously what happened there is that what, what Al-Sabab is, for example, in Mozambique today. Yeah. So your, your Al-Sabab equivalent in Afghanistan is in power. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, there's like $70 billion worth of U.S. military equipment that was left there for them to go after Christians. I mean, one of the big things Muslims do when they get into power is they go after Christians. Go and look at Nigeria as well. Mm-hmm. Go and look at what's happening in the north of Mozambique. And this is what I was telling Black Knight before the show. You know, if you're a Christian, to start building 12 disciples is the only thing you can do in this world. Mm. You've got to live for the next world. <laughs> There's nothing to hope for in this world. If you're hoping for anything in this world, your hope is wishful thinking. You're not going to go anywhere. And those people, there'll be a lot of them. There'll be a lot of them in Afghanistan. There's a book that Brother Andrew wrote about them many years ago called Secret Believers. And these are people, MBBs, Muslim background believers, that have to go underground. And I mean, most of this, the, the vast majority of these nations, it's Islamic oppression. Obviously, North Korea will be communist oppression. Colombia will be communist mixed with the drug lords, you know, people like that. But most of these nations where you're getting this sort of persecution going on, it's coming from the Islamic nations. Something else that's also not being discussed, you know, very widely in the world today. And when you get into that situation... Your life has to be all about Jesus because there's really nothing else to live for. You're a black knight. I think we saw last year how brutal these guys are and how they were just throwing people out the planes even though stuff came out that all of that was fake and all of that and, and they came out with this nice speech and all of that. But like Pastor Kevin said, these guys... Every time they come out or get into power or have a space in power, they literally go against, first of all, the Israelis and go after Christians. So that's like a trade we know of them. And I just don't understand how the world speaks of this not killing each other, safety and all. But we see that they twisted with what they do with our laws, with our constitution, because there there's no religion. But still, even with that, life is sacred with the Bill of Rights and all of that, but they still break that. So Satan is in everything, not just what people would want to say. No, religion is bad. People die in the name of religion. When Christianity was established, a lot of people died. But we're not taking into account what the Muslims are doing right now. You died when Christianity was established. That's that. And I'm Jesus. Not, <laughs> and Amen. <Stephen>. Amen. <laughs> and Paul. That's what I believe. <laughs> But you know that. And almost all of the apostles <laughs> in the book of Acts were killed for their faith. That's who died. <laughs> who did they kill? I know in the Middle Ages some fruitcakes came and they took over the church and started killing in the name of Jesus. Yes. Jesus brought about a faith <laughs> where he died for your sin. Yeah. Okay. The only death that comes is his. Yeah. Or people that die for proclaiming his gospel. Yeah. So That's, who got killed because of the Christians? 
And that is that is my point ending with Pastor Kevin's question. Okay, at number two, <laughs> so my question is your point. <laughs> yes. At number two, we say that it was North Korea, and last year they ranked at number one. It's also in Asia, and the population is twenty five million nine hundred fifty one thousand, and of that population, Open Doors estimates four hundred thousand are Christian, and the main religion is agnosticism. Yeah, they worship the yes. the, the supreme leader. North Korea has been at or near the top of the world watch list for more than 20 years. That's because any North Korean court following Jesus is at immediate risk of imprisonment, brutal torture or death. It goes as far as North Korean parents often hide their faith from their children. Churches of more than a few people are non-existent and most worship is done as secretly as possible. Life for Christians in North Korea is a constant cauldron of Pressure, capture, or death is only a mistake away. Yeah. yeah. In terms of what changed this year, because of the government's closure of all borders as a COVID-19 precaution, Christians are even more at risk. Even the limited ability of some believers to escape to China for help with food and medicine have become even more difficult. That's North Korea. And then lastly, we've got Somalia. Somalia last year was at number three, and this year is at number three. It's in Africa. The population is 16,589,000 and the estimation according to Open Doors of Christian is only in the hundreds and the main religion is Islam. And for more than 25 years, Somalia has been a safe haven for Islamic militants who constantly target Christians both in Somalia and in neighboring countries. Groups like Al-Shabaab operate with seemingly little pushback and control large parts of Somalian territory. Uh, what changed this year? Despite a slight decrease in violent attacks against Christians, persecution remains extreme in Somalia. Amidst the ongoing COVID-19 crisis, Al-Shabaab continued to be active in 2021, a reminder that life for Christians in Somalia is never safe. Well, the, the attacks reduced because they killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fact but that Open Doors estimates that there's only hundreds of Christians yeah. there. Um, there was a burgeoning Christian population at one stage. Yeah. But they've all been wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're an outside Christian, if you go in as a Christian, you can't meet with him because when you leave, they'll die. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And if we actually look at the list, just to close off the segment, is most of these countries are in Africa. A lot of them are in Africa, actually. And I remember a few years ago when Open Doors actually came and did ministry with us at the church and stuff, they spoke about the fact that if you look at the trends, it's like Africa is crying and it's coming down to South Africa. And, and this year... down the sides of Africa. Yeah. And so this the year, persecution used to all be at the top, but now it's coming down on the coastlines. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we have Mozambique, which is just right next door and, and stuff. But... This year in South Africa, we've actually seen a lot of Christian persecution. And I remember in November reading an article where, I don't know if you guys remember, there was the whole terrorist attack, the warning in Santon, which is a city here in, in Johannesburg, South Africa. But I was reading uh, what's this, an article of that that spoke about the fact that they spotted three ISIS cells or cell of ISIS members and stuff in South Africa and things like that. And that's how it starts, but we obviously don't see it and stuff. So what are your thoughts on that? The fact that in South Africa, we're actually starting to see the persecution happening. It's not something that the media is speaking about. Look, this is the reason why your eyes need to be set firmly on the Lord. If yeah. you understand. And you've got to realize 
there's a spiritual realm beyond the one that we're living in. Yeah. You have to realize it. If your hope's going to be in this world, you're in for well, a very bad situation, if I can put it that way. Yeah. Hmm. Like next. I really don't know what to rely on. Like I was speaking with Pastor before the show, because now you lose hope on everything that's happening. But I know we were speaking with Pastor Kevin about this. And then, yeah, he, obviously the only thing you can now rely on is, is the hope that we, po- we possess, which is Jesus himself and not living for, for this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because as we can see what's happening in the world now, there's not much to hope for or to look forward to. But I think if we read our Bible properly, that's what Jesus has been saying the, the, the whole time. You know, I think we've just been stubborn about it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, it says, King Herod was shaken to the core when he heard this. And not only he, but all of Jerusalem was disturbed when they heard this news. So this guy, Nick Ripken, once, I was listening to him many years ago. And it was in about June, July. So it was about as far as what you can get from Christmas. You know, <laughs> in terms of it's pretty far from you, the last one, and the next one's still far from you. You understand what I'm saying? And he actually read from this passage, and, and obviously what this is talking about is when the Magi, the wise men, come from the east, and they think everyone's going to be excited to see this new king. And so they go to where Herod is, and they're asking, you know, where's the king that was born to be king of the Jews? And what this guy Nick Ripkin said when he read that out, he said, you've got to read this through the eyes of the persecuted Christian. The persecuted Christian reads the story, sees that, sees the wise men coming and saying this to Herod and says, someone's going to die. Mm. All right, and what he was talking about is well-meaning Christians as well you know going into a place looking for the Christians and then the authorities would follow the western Christians that leave everything alone but they'd figure out oh it's this person this person this person and then when those western Christians had left the country they then go and take out you know all, all of those people now why does this happen all right and and Black Knight this is why you need to understand the only solution is for the church to conquer and to conquer the kingdom of darkness and to do what Ronald Bonke said to plunder hell and populate heaven and see the miracles of God because it's the most exciting life that you can live but when they came and they said to Herod and they said to the people of Jerusalem where is the king that was born to be king of the Jews Herod's the king if there's another king he's going to lose his position and that's why he freaks out and so Jesus came to implement another kingdom. It's not a kingdom that's of this world. It's a kingdom that's of the spiritual realm. But everything that exists in the world is affected and influenced by the spiritual realm. If you're affecting the spiritual realm, you're doing far more of a big thing than what you realize. But also realize when you're affecting the spiritual realm, and this is what we celebrate at Christmas, is that you're actually affecting eternity. You're going to live there forever. And that's what you want to affect because the Lord's going to award you for your work. And so it's a very exciting time. You know, Yah was a child that was born and that's what we celebrate at Christmas, bringing good news of good things for all people. Yeah. Today, a Savior has been born. Mm. Savior from what? I think sometimes we forget that we need to be saved because this world is headed for destruction and is in a perpetual state of destruction, and it always has been since Adam sinned. 
And so therefore look to Jesus. Do not live for this world because if you live for this world, you will be disappointed. And the last thing I want to say is, Black Knight, I know you got like quite depressed this Christmas time. All right, when, when I told you this. It's always been the reality. Here's the thing. There's nothing more exciting than living for Jesus because you know in the end we win. Mm-hmm. And when you really live for Jesus, the last thing I want to say before we go to get turkey, okay? The last thing I want to say is this, is that when you think about this, all right, Jesus is the hope of the world. He always has been. And in the end, we win. And what Jesus said is, do not fear those who can kill your body, but fear those who can kill your soul. Because your soul will live forever. This body is going to die. But if your body dies, your soul still lives forever. To, Paul said to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. But one day Jesus is coming back and then that body will be resurrected and will be reunited with your soul. And that's a very exciting thing that they cannot take that away from you. The thing that Peter said is if we've suffered for the gospel, we're dead to sin. We're not going to sin anymore because all the pleasures of this life was taken away in our suffering. And so even that produces something good. Not that we want suffering, that's not what we're saying. But even the suffering is going to produce something good in our lives. And that's what I'm saying this Christmas time. It's a political issue of note mm. on the political show at Christmas. This has been the political show right here on Active Family Radio. has never been better. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio we've had... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight. We hope you enjoy your Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. From the political show where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. This is Shiki from the turntable. And it's my turn to wish you a Merry Christmas. Hip Hop Hooray! It's Active Active FM.